0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The FIFA World Cup looks to be heading to Saudi Arabia in 2034. This after FIFA had made all of these statements about its commitment to football being for everybody and its commitment to diversity and inclusion. I'm joined by France football correspondent Philippe Auclair. Philippe, it would be, uh, I think, the defining evidence that money talks.
1: <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Uh, you could say also that it's been a, an extraordinary stitch-up. Um, the news is not would be wouldn't be surprising to anybody who's been following this dossier uh, on the fourth of October. Um, so just um, a, couple, a few weeks ago, uh, when FIFA decided that um, the 2030 World Cup would be given to uh, Spain, Portugal, and Morocco, with a few games being given to Paraguay, Uruguay, and Argentina. They basically. Um, They put most of the rest of the world offside, as it were, uh, for the 2034 World Cup um, in order to clear the path for a candidacy, a bid from Oceania or Asia. Oceania doesn't have the means to do it. Uh, Asia does, especially if you're Saudi Arabia. Everything had been put in place beforehand. And today is only confirmation that what we uh, had long suspected uh, as in its a complete stitch-up. FIFA wanted Saudi Arabia to get the World Cup in 2034. Saudi Arabia wanted FIFA to give it to them, and uh, that's what's happened.
0: And of course, and, the, um, what has triggered this is Australia confirming that they're not going to be bidding for the tournament. Do we know what yeah. their reasoning is?
1: Uh, the reasoning is that they didn't have much time because FIFA gave only, I think, 25 days for possible, I mean, for bidding countries to uh, declare their interest. Uh, then there were there was an awful lot of pressure put on on um, possible potential rival bids, such as Indonesia. Indonesia um, had declared an interest, and then, um, well, they were told that it would be in the interest of Asian football if there was a unity candidacy, and uh, they decided not to uh, to go on with their bid. Um, and then just before uh, an AFC Asian Confederation Extraordinary Congress and uh, decided to support the Saudi bid, the Australians uh, will get some kind of a recompense for um, their um, very um, – what would be the word? I'm sorry, I'm trying to find a word that is not too rude uh, – for <clears throat> for their attitude and uh, they will probably get the Asian Cup – uh, as well as probably uh, a FIFA Club World Cup for uh, just getting out of the way. Now, Philippe, um, explain one bit of this
0: to me. How can FIFA square just, all that they have talked about in terms of bringing football <laughs> to women, to including the women's game, yeah, to making football yeah, diverse, to making it all inclusive, yeah, and then go yeah. and hand it to Saudi?
1: Um, well, if anybody can square the circle, it's it's FIFA, Uh, because FIFA uh, actually added a specific chapter in their statutes uh, about human rights. Uh, That was quite a while ago, six years ago. And it was too late to do anything about Qatar 2022, but it was certainly not too late to do anything about Saudi Arabia 2034. And uh, what they did, they, well, we shall see, because they're playing on on, on this amazing thing is that You know, no vote has been taken. Uh, The only uh, institution within FIFA which has the power to grant a FIFA World Cup to a particular country or a group of countries is the FIFA Congress, which is the 211 member associations getting together and voting on on bidders. Well, that's not going to happen. It didn't happen for Spain, Portugal and Morocco. And it's not going to happen for Saudi Arabia. So... um, but it will still have to be rubber-stamped by a Congress. So at the moment, what you see is uh, is a communication game played by FIFA saying basically they're the only bidders, so they will get it, but it's still subject to uh, rubber-stamping basically by by the Congress, which of course will happen. So it's one way of avoiding any kind of debate, uh, any kind of vote about what is going to happen to the FIFA World Cup and where it's going to go. And that's exactly the way they wanted it to be. And that's the way they wanted it to be for quite a few years. And the fact that the human rights element is completely pushed aside, brushed aside, it's not exactly a surprise if you see how FIFA has pursued the human rights angle after the 2022 but World Cup. But the nature
0: Cup, of how brazen when, it is when you do the comparison, I mean, you, you made reference well, to their own... Anything well, Just yes. to, to quote from the, the passages that you were referring to, FIFA's vision is, to, this is Gianni Infantino saying it, FIFA's vision is to make football truly global, diverse and inclusive for the benefit of the entire world. FIFA yep. is committed to further embed human rights within its decision-making bodies following Oops. a recommendation of the FIFA Human Rights Advisory Bureau. I mean... It's laughable in the context, isn't
1: it? it? it is laughable, but but I'm afraid this is the age of populism. You know, you see it not just in football; you see it everywhere in politics. So in in football, it means that what you will have, what what you're looking for, what FIFA is promoting is slogans. They they're promoting respect. They're promoting anti-racism. They're promoting anti-sexism. They're promoting all these things. But in fact, what they're doing. Is actually got nothing to do with those slogans. The whole point is to present yourself as a defender of those values and then to flout them in public in such a brazen way that everybody is gobsmacked (laughs) <laughs> and says nothing about it. I mean, the the most astonishing things, honestly, about this 2030-30 2034 World Cup is that if you remember what happened for uh, Russia 2018 and, and Qatar 2022, there were loads of discussions about it, loads of debates, people questioning the integrity of the process. Uh, there were people questioning the human rights aspect of the process, even though there was no human rights charter in FIFA statutes at the time. It, it, but this time they've actually managed to short-circuit the whole process. It's amazing. I mean, uh, an institution which is presided over by a man who's been voted in as president by acclamation without any opposition, just like a North Korean leader... Indeed. Um, but,
0: uh, as, sorry to cut yeah. across you, Philip, a, a bit, but it's, it's just uh, time is against us. But I'm, I'm reminded of Jerry Gilroy when I was listening to him talking about the, the Qatar Award the the last time and him making the point that eventually mm-hmm. the sport starts and everybody forgets and the focus becomes on the games and it works the way that they want. Wow. We will see. Um, Philippe, thank you so much for your time. That is um, Philippe Auclair, who is a France football correspondent and investigative reporter for uh, Yossimir. And uh, obviously, if you search for him on Twitter, you can get some of his more um, definite statements in respect of uh, this award. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.